Welcome to the Mayor Steps Podcast, where developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve. And following the six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in marriage counseling. The Marriage Steps Podcast is listener-supported, so to help keep it on the air, so couples worldwide can receive hope for their marriage, please consider becoming a monthly supporter by going to patreon.com forward slash marriage steps. The first marriage tip of the day is always make sure the workload between you and your partner is even. So workload includes everything you do to make money, everything you do at home to take care of your kids, everything you do around the house, everything you do, if you put it all together, you want it to feel roughly 50-50. And a lot of times it's not for a variety of factors. Maybe there's things going on in your life where you can't work as much. Perhaps you just have a stronger work ethic than your partner, so you tend to work harder. Whatever the factors are, you wanna continually keep tabs on this because it can build resentment quickly. If you're the partner that feels like you are working more and harder than your spouse, resentment is going to build. So continually talk about this with your partner and ask them, do you feel like our overall workload is even? And if the answer is no, process with them what it would take to make it more even so that there's no resentment building up. The marriage joke of the day is a man was with his wife and she asked for chapstick, but on accident, he gave her a glue stick and she still isn't talking to him. (laughs) Okay, the marriage message of the day. I'm gonna talk about four pieces to attachment and marriage. So attachment theory is very common in the field of psychology, and we talk a lot about attachment with kids. So I'm gonna start there, but then I'm gonna relate how the attachment with kids comes into adulthood. So the first point I'm gonna talk about is a secure attachment growing up, and then how that looks in adulthood. So attachment, if you have kids, think about when they were young, think about their their signals. So maybe they were tired, maybe they were hungry, maybe they were dirty, maybe they were lonely. A good caregiver learns the signals of their child and responds sensitively and consistently to those signals. And if that occurs over time, that child develops a sense of trust. I can trust this caregiver. And as they get older, that means they can trust other people. The world is a safe place. That's a secure attachment. And some of you listening to this probably had that. You probably had at least one caregiver who had your back. They they always looked out for you. They continually read your signals and responded to your cues, and they were there for you, and you knew it, and that developed a sense of secure attachment for you and a sense of trust. Now, that kind of person, when they get into marriage, they're very similar. They assume the best in their partner. They read their partner's signals. They try to respond sensitively and consistently to their partner because that's how they were treated growing up. So they repeat that with their spouse. They give their spouse the benefit of the doubt. That's a secure attachment style that someone brings into marriage and it impacts how they relate with their partner. And it's very positive. It's very constructive. Now, the second part is insecure attachment growing up and into adulthood. So the insecure attachment is just the opposite. An insecure attachment is when growing up as a kid, that child had a caregiver who missed their signals. 
Perhaps that caregiver was under the influence of alcohol and drugs. Perhaps they had attachment problems of their own. Perhaps they were clinically depressed. But whatever the case is, that caregiver neglected the child. The caregiver didn't tune into the child, didn't respond sensitively or consistently to the child's cues. And that child developed a sense of mistrust. I can't trust you. You don't have my back. The world is not a safe place. So that child who had the insecure attachment style brings that style right into marriage when they're an adult. And lo and behold, that's how they behave in their marriage. They assume the worst in their partner. They don't give their partner the benefit of the doubt. They don't read their partner's signals and respond to them sensitively and consistently because they've learned they have to just watch out for themselves because they can't trust other people. And so you can see how that style, the insecure attachment style, would create relationship problems in marriage, and it does. So the third point I want to talk about is marriages where there's a blend of a secure attachment partner with an insecure attached partner. And this is very common. And you may be in one of these relationships yourself right now where one of you has a secure attachment from your upbringing. You had a solid, close relationship with at least one caregiver, and your partner had the opposite. They didn't have anybody. They had nobody watching their back. So they learned to be two eyes in and just think about themselves because they had to for survival. And now you're in this relationship together and you have sparks flying. And normally what happens is the secure attached person is continually giving their partner benefit of the doubt. They're open to intimacy. They're comfortable with closeness. They're vulnerable. They're, they, they, they desire being connected to their spouse. And meanwhile, their insecure attached partner is doing the opposite. They're assuming the worst in them. They're not giving them the benefit of the doubt. They're not reading their signals because they're two eyes in and thinking about their own needs. And so you have this friction and these sparks start to fly. And this, in a large part, describes my marriage and, and my life and the history of my marriage. So for me, I, I did have a secure attachment growing up with my mother. So she was really close with me growing up. She read my signals. She responded to my signals consistently and sensitively. So I developed a sense of trust growing up, and I brought that into my marriage. And so I would assume the best with my wife. I was open to being close. I was comfortable with intimacy and being vulnerable. All those things are familiar to me, and I'm comfortable with them because I had a secure attachment growing up. My wife is just the opposite. She did not have a secure attachment with any caregiver growing up. She had the opposite. She had an insecure attachment. Her caregiver growing up did not read her signals, did not respond to her cues, did not create that sense of closeness and safety. So therefore, my wife growing up developed a sense of mistrust, and she turned inward and had to just think of her own needs herself because no one else did. And then she came into our marriage. And so in our marriage, that's been her style in our marriage through the years, is she's assumed the worst in my intentions a lot. She's struggled giving me the benefit of the doubt. She has struggled focusing on my needs because she's consumed with hers because that's how she had to survive growing up. So that's created relationship challenges in our marriage. And one thing I've had to learn to do is have more compassion and recognize when she's not giving me benefit of the doubt, when she's assuming the worst in my intent, when she's not reading my signals, 
that it's not intentional. She's not trying to hurt me, but that's her style of attachment because that's how she had to survive growing up. So I've had to learn to become more compassionate and she's had to learn to give me the benefit of the doubt, to become more comfortable with closeness, to become more secure with vulnerability and being close and connected with me. So I'm sure a lot of you listening to this can relate to this dynamic and it's a growth area for both. And that leads me to number four. So how do you create a secure attachment now? So regardless of the attachment style you had growing up, how do you cultivate a secure attachment now in your marriage? And the top way is the same way you develop one with a child. And what you do is you continually try to focus on the needs of your partner. You wanna read their signals daily. Now, this doesn't mean you lose track of your own signals, your own needs. You want to be one eye in, one eye out. So to to develop a secure attachment, you need to consistently and routinely, daily, be thinking about what does my partner need? How is my partner feeling? What is their highs? What is their lows? What are their top marital needs? How can I meet them today, meet those needs? And if you're both doing that, and responding to each other sensitively in that way, you're gonna develop a secure attachment in your marriage. You're gonna feel like I can trust you because you're there for me, because you have my back, because you look for the best in me, even when I don't see it. That's a secure attachment. When I have needs, you're sensitive to them and I'm sensitive to yours. That's the heart of a marriage that has a secure attachment. So how much do you do that? How much do you look for the good in your partner? How much do you read their signals? How much do you try to fine tune? And it's almost like a a dance where you're continually reading them and responding to them. The more you do that, the more you'll develop a secure attachment in your marriage. Thank you for listening to the Marriage Steps program. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to click the five stars and leave a review. Also, make sure to send me your marriage questions. You can send them through Facebook, Instagram, or email me at info at drwyattfisher.com. And for more marriage resources, go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. And remember, your marriage is alive. So you can either proactively take steps to grow it, or you can neglect it and it will start to die. The choice is up to you. Take care.